0: Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Double Shot. Today's episode will be served as an in-memoriam to the lives cut short Sunday morning in the helicopter crash at, in Calabasas, California, which uh, included Kobe and Gianna Bryant, Kobe at 41, and his daughter Gianna at 13 along with another along with another group of people of which there are no survivors and will probably go down as the most tragic day in NBA history um i've thought all day about how to start this off and i still don't know where exactly i'm headed with this um it was just a really shocking day. I, When I first heard the news, I didn't believe it. I was actually at the movies, finally watching Star Wars. And then my girlfriend is the one who texted me saying that Kobe passed away. And I thought to myself, like, that's that's a really weird message. Like, surely something autocorrected that's that doesn't make sense I'll I'll fit I'll figure out what she meant after I'm done with the movie and then once I got out I got to my car and looked it up and saw that that was exactly true and I couldn't process it it was you never expect that kind of news This was a guy who just the night before was, honoring LeBron for passing him on the all-time scoring list. And I was just sitting in my car in the parking lot for like 20 minutes reading through the reactions just sitting there. It took me a while to digest the news and be able to drive home. And then once I did I just uh, kept reading kept looking at people's reactions and that's kind of how my day went. I didn't really have the energy to focus on much else. Um, From someone who wasn't even a Laker fan, I guess it just shocked me because that's the first that's the first death of our lifetime. It feels like with Kobe gone, there goes a part of our childhood too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How did you? How How? What? How did you process it?
1: Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, we were. <clears throat> I was at um. I was at my girlfriend's house. We were watching Netflix as well. And uh, and then my cousin, my cousin um, texted me and he said, and, it's tough with things like this, especially with people, of like of that much fame, because a lot of the times hoaxes come out and you see things and, and, and it's easy. Like you said, it's easy to doubt it and like write it off. And so my cousin had uh, messaged me and he said, um Yo, Kobe's apparently dead. <coughs> and when I read it, we, we usually we say things like that whenever somebody gets like embarrassed, like if we go out on a night out or whatever, we'll be like, dude, Devin died last night or, you know, so and so, whatever. So when when I read that, I was like, oh, man, like he must have gotten like crossed over at a charity basketball tournament or something like, let me see what this is all about. So I went to Google and, and I just searched his name. I didn't search dead or died or anything like that. I just searched his name. And sure enough, just three or four articles about a helicopter crash. And then what kind of still gave me hope was that the main article was from TMZ. And so... There was nothing from CNN or from or Fox or from ESPN or nothing from from a big... Well, I mean, TMZ is a, a big source, but they've they've been known to mess up before. And um, so I still kind of held out hope, texted my cousin back, and I was like, dude, are we sure? Like, I'm on Twitter. I haven't seen anything on, on Adam Schefter or Woj. I was looking for Woj, and he hadn't said anything yet. And then, I mean, it like, instantly, five or right after I said that a couple minutes later, I saw the tweet from from Woj that, that they were confirming it. And then later on, uh, ESPN confirmed it and all stuff. And it was just, it, I mean, obviously it's real, but over the past day and a half now, um, I've literally been thinking I was in San Antonio at the time. I had to drive back to Del Rio that night and, uh, the whole ride back. Well, most of the ride back, I was just listening to, uh, to Sirius XM to all the different channels people were calling in, um, people that had spoken to him, people who had met him once before in their lives, people who had never met him or seen him in person at all. Um, And like I said, for the past day and a half, I've just been I've been trying to to think about everything that's happened in the past day and a half and, and then and then ponder whether I'm willing I would be willing to lose all of that in order to wake up and realize that it was that the past day and a half were a dream. Like did anything super important happen in order for me to basically strike a deal with the devil and be like, Hey, I'm willing to take this all back because, you know, you have those dreams sometimes where it just seems so real. And then, and then in your dream, you realize that, Oh man, I think I'm dreaming. I hope I wake up. And then you do. And it's all, you know, yeah, it seemed like it was like you went through a whole day, but it was nothing. Well, that's kind of what i've been doing i've been like i would feel bad if something big happened and then me wish that it was a dream and it didn't but nothing this is the biggest thing that happened and I, I i really really wish it didn't and like you said coming from a spurs fan this guy this is a guy who was my villain all through my childhood like he he was he was a i hated him i hated the lakers i hated kobe he was such a unstoppable force on the court and uh and unfortunately it it it, it wasn't until later on in my in my life and my fandom that i g- began to uh appreciate what he was and i didn't hate him because i hated the person i hated him because of how good he was you know what i mean and 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 yes i should say before i dive into all of this i should say uh you're right there were eight other lives on the uh on the helicopter uh, eight other people that lost their lives and, and my condolences, my thoughts, vibes, prayers, everything with those families, uh, with everybody that lost somebody, any, any loss is tragic, but this one is just the only reason why we speak about Kobe and we, we tend to not speak about the others is because we feel like we knew him. Like we literally grew up with him and, uh, and he had a huge, humongous part of our lives as sports fans. And, exponentially more so as basketball fans um go ahead yeah
0: you and you saw the impact that he had on pretty much everybody involved in the nba on sunday throughout the stream of games these are a lot of the players in the league today are you know people around our age who grew up watching Kobe and even for the younger players they you know Kobe was for a lot of them their their YouTube idol Mm. and you can see how devastated they were you know people openly sobbing and grieving some of them not playing Kyrie didn't play you saw you know people just you know, doing the best they could to hold back their tears. Um, you know, you saw you know people like Tyson Chandler on the bench, just completely torn up about it. And there was a there was a pregame interview with Doc Rivers before the Clippers game that was really hard to watch. He you know took it very very seriously. He was someone who he says got to really know Kobe. Especially during his retirement years. And, um, you know, even during the Spurs game, you saw Tim Duncan and Becky Hammond, you know, wiping away tears before the game started. Um, A lot of people wanted those games canceled. There were uh, most of the, most if not all of the games yesterday, they did a little tribute to Kobe by letting the clock run out um, to 24 second violations in honor for him and um, this you know for Kobe was probably the most talked about player of like the last 20 years mm. you know he may not be the best of the best mm. he may not be number one but he was up there and he was definitely number one most talked about Every you know to this day, you know, before you you know to to this season, there's still people arguing about how legendary Kobe was and whether or not he was better than LeBron, better than Tim Duncan, better than Shaq. And we lived that. Growing up, the first year that I started watching basketball was in 2004 when the Lakers beat the Spurs. And it was mostly known for that derek Fisher shot mm-hmm. and uh it um and like you said, this is a guy that we grew to hate because of how good he was and i'll and I'll be honest about it like throughout his entire career i was the I was the kind of guy to try to undercut him <laughs> as much as possible, trying to you know um deflate what he did. And, um, a lot of that, I suppose, was because I missed out on the three-peat era, which was probably his biggest era of dominance. He went on to win more titles, but there was nothing like those Kobe Shack teams from 2000 to 2002. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, growing up after that, it was watching him go back and forth with the Spurs, with with Tim Duncan and uh, Manu and Tony and uh, Boston, who was probably the first team of the Big Three era with with Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and Ray Allen. Dallas with Dirk, the Steve Nash era Suns, the the Shaq and Dwayne Wade era Heat. You know, it didn't occur to me until after he died that we really saw him grow up. He was, uh, came into the league after high school and he lived to be 41. I can't imagine having my life under a microscope for that long. And, uh... I don't know. It's just it's just wild to me that this that the guy who you know, for the times that I appreciated him and the times that I hated him, he was there. He's yeah. one of the players that defines what basketball was in the past 20 years. And um and and now that's it.
1: Yeah, I saw a um I can't remember who I was listening to earlier that uh made a made the point that um At the time of his retirement, he was uh, 37 years old. And he came into the league when he was 17. See, he came in. He became a pro. He entered the draft at 17. I don't think he played until he was 18. But he spent, at the time of his retirement, he spent more of his life playing in the NBA than not. Like, he spent 20 years in the NBA and 17 of them before he joined. That was, yeah, literally something he gave – the majority of his life to the sport, to a camera, because a player coming out of high school with his skill set was always gonna be watched. And a lot of people a lot of people, myself included, I, I forget that he wasn't an instant superstar in the NBA. And and that actually kind of speaks more to him, uh, for me, because yeah, he he was a, a guy that got drafted. He went 13th overall uh, to the Hornets, and he got traded that same day to the Lakers. Um, mm-hmm. But his first year, he wasn't a starter. He wasn't uh, a superstar. Kobe had he had God given talent that gave him the opportunity to get there, but it was his drive and his excruciating worth work ethic that allowed him to actually seize every moment when he was there, and to become one of the one of the greatest players ever. Um. For me, I respect and I regard uh Michael Jordan as the greatest of all time, but that's mainly because that's what I've grown up knowing. Like that's what I've deduced from the countless like stat checks and the highlight videos and the barroom discussions um that I've had in 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 our time as sports fans. Um but I mean, all in all, I was too young to like really remember any of Michael's runs at the championships his two three-peats um his retiring and then coming back playing with the wizards like i vaguely remember him playing with the wizards but i didn't i wasn't 100 percent fully there and and like coherent and, and in the game whenever he was at the top um and that's not the case with kobe like kobe i think for for me and and i think for most of our generation our age um, of fans, he was the perfect bridge between Michael Jordan and what we have today. Like he was our Jordan. And if that, if, if that's not true in terms of numbers or rings, then it's at least true in terms of greatness. Like, and, and when I say greatness, I mean the aura that, that filled any arena when, when Kobe stepped foot on the court was the same, same kind of aura that when, when Michael uh, stepped out there and when either one of those guys was on the court then the game never felt like it was out of reach for him like until that last buzzer sounded they always had a chance and uh when when Kobe came out of high school he he said that he was going to be just as good if not greater than Mike and you got to remember this was in 96 like this was right in the thick of the Bulls dynasty right when Michael was proving to be the greatest of all time and some 17 18 year old kid comes out and says that and it was it was the kind of attitude that kind of made people think that he was just some big headed kid who just thought all too like way too much of himself um but what a lot of us didn't realize until later on is that it wasn't it wasn't cockiness it was just confidence and uh the 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 difference like if if kobe were to be if kobe if kobe would have been cocky he would have thought that he had it he would have been like all right this is god-given talent this is what i need and this is going to take me to the top but the difference is that he was confident in himself. Like he said all that shit because he knew that you were going to have to work harder than him to prove him wrong. And no one was going to do that. He wasn't going to allow anybody to count, to work hard enough to counteract him. He was, he knew, he knew that even in the off season, I mean, this guy spent maybe two weeks, maybe two weeks outside of the gym and and in the off season, they get months, months and months. And even in the off season, every day, 5 a.m., almost every day at 5 a.m. he was in the gym sharpening his handles, lugging down his defense, perfecting that that crazy jump shot. Uh, he knew he wanted to be in the conversation with Michael. And, and and there's videos that prove how well he emulated his game. Like, you can switch out the jerseys and the faces and the movements are the exact same. Um, and he worked, like, incredibly, incredibly hard to make everything he said real. Like, he he talked all that crap, but he held himself accountable for it and he worked. It wasn't just... Yeah, he did have God-given talent, but it was his work ethic that made him who he was. And he was an incredibly emotional competitor, which I love a lot about any any athlete really is is the when you you're you get angry but not because you're a brat, you get angry because you want it so bad and you know what you and your teammates can do and and he would do that and he would get after his teammates really badly sometimes. And it would come off as pompous or like he was being a jerk, but I mean he knew what he saw in everybody and what he saw in himself, and he wanted it all. And we rarely see that kind of emotion now.
0: Yeah, and um, that for as much as it's lauded as the things that made him who he was, and, and, you know, that's true. And that was also kind of, in some ways, it was his undoing. You know, there was the whole... Shaq feud that led to him being traded to Miami. Here's a feud with Phil Jackson that led to him leaving the team. There was that awkward era where he was dragging teams that had Kwame Brown and <laughs> Sasha, Sasha Vujacic and Smush Parker and uh, Chris Mim and those guys. And, um, you know, it... it And then, you know, it went back up again whenever they got Pau Gasol and Andrew Bynum and Lamar Odom. And um, it felt like that was going to happen again when they got Dwight Howard and Steve Nash, that that didn't work. After he retired, he basically went into hiding for like a couple years because, um, you know, he was just done with the game and just wanted to focus on other things. He didn't watch any NBA games. Until, um, you know, devastatingly enough, uh, his daughter Gianna asked to start going back to games and watching games again. Because she was interested in it. And he was a huge advocate for, um, for women's basketball, for girls' basketball. After he retired, he went into coaching, opening up his own basketball academy where he focused on um, training kids. And uh, coaching his daughter's team uh, You know He didn't want to be in the limelight He didn't want to be on NBA countdown or the TNT Halftime and post game show mm-hmm. Even after Playing He still wanted to do things his way Cause that was Not only the only thing that he knew How to do but The way That was the only way that other people knew him To be as well and um, you know it's and and even even in his last game, going out with sixty points against a Jazz team that was still trying to make it to the playoffs. That in the final game, and um, goes out there. D- he knows that this is going to be the last time he ever plays in Staples Center, and this is going to be his last hurrah. He was going to do what he wanted, take the shots that he wanted, win his bet against Shaq that he had, (laughs) where Shaq um, called him out to to score 50 points, and he ended up with 60. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, this was a guy who, you know, like you said, we kind (laughs) of, you know, grew up to hate him. Like, I hated how goddamn good he was. Mm -hmm. I thought... You know, that was the kind of thing that I held against him because I thought it was... I thought it was weird to be so... Even for being a professional athlete, I thought he took obsession to another degree. And... um, I think after retirement, there were people close to him who were talking about how he finally allowed himself to be human and building relationships, getting to, you know, opening up to others, being a mentor. You know, we saw other players, especially the young up-and-comers, constantly talk about how much they meant to him, even though they didn't really watch his era, and people like Jason Tatum, Trey Young, um, Luka Doncic, um, and, I mean, and the people who did, like, you know, Kawhi and Paul George, and people who lived it through him, like, with Chris Paul and LeBron and, um... You know, uh, Kendrick Perkins, Kevin Durant. You know, it was a lot of. Um, it's, it's, it's very clear where he stands in NBA history. You know, to the point where talking about his ranking is irrelevant. Yeah. Because you you can say you can say he's the greatest. You can say he's the second greatest. You can say he's the tenth greatest. That doesn't change the fact that
1: you remember him Mm -hmm. very very well and yeah that that man could go into an arena and in any city on any side of the world and everyone would know who he was yeah just and anywhere in the world i mean
0: we saw people um you know taking tribute to him across the world, you know, like you said, people who didn't even know him. It wasn't just the people crowding Staples Center after they heard the news; it was people all across the world who were never even in the same vicinity as Kobe. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's just strange because it's especially in the basketball community. We don't really deal with tragedy all that much. Like this is, think like, the first this is like the
1: biggest loss probably th- that the league has ever had. Yeah. And, and it's, um, it's, I mean, it's part, he was a superstar part. He was a super person. I mean, he was, he was a great father to his daughter as a great husband, to his wife and, uh, and becoming an, an amazing philanthropist. So it's, it's three parts that. And then the fourth part is, is j- he was 41. Like he, was supposed to go into the Hall of Fame this summer or this fall whenever they do it with Timmy like they this was their year they, they're five years removed from the league I believe I believe this was their year to get inducted and they were mm-hmm. both going to be first ballot Hall of Famers like they still will obviously um, Kobe unanimous for sure um, but this was when it was supposed to happen he, he still had I mean, it's like you were saying, like he's in, he has matured, his transition from basketball player to retiree was so graceful. Like he's done all these charities. He goes and speaks at colleges. He's on multiple talk shows. A lot of the time talking about his daughter, um, who was also a rising, a rising, uh, athlete in in the basketball world. And, uh, and uh, who was ready to take on that name, um, in her own regard. And, uh, and it it was just it was he was larger than life like it was just i know it's like a cliche term but it was too soon it was far too soon he was 41 in the next 20 years he was gonna just have just as much an impact outside of the staples center as he did in the 20 years that he was there and um we're at around the 28
0: minute mark Mm. And we haven't even gotten around to the fact that this guy scored 81 fucking points in a game. Yeah. Like, this guy... This was before the run-and-gun three-point era that Mm -hmm. we're in now. Like, if he were... You know, if his time came now, it would be brutal to watch. Mm -hmm. He would be, like... I can't even imagine what, what Kobe in this day and age would do. Mm-hmm. You know, he lived... He, you know, his averages, you know, high 20s, 30s in points per game in a league era where the pace was slower. There was much more of an emphasis on defense. There wasn't as much space. The three-pointer was not as heavily emphasized. And he was still collecting scoring titles. Still mm-hmm. ended up near the top of the all-time scoring list and um you know it 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 drove me crazy just thinking about like how how good he was like every single you know mid-range jumper felt automatic like that was as automatic of a shot Mm -hmm. than i can ever remember Mm -hmm. and um you know whether it was you know him uh beating the Spurs in 2004 or whether it was um you know him you know going out um when he tore his Achilles Oh that that still, was that was something Yeah still sank his free throws and then left the game Um he 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 was just another he was just a different type of human mm-hmm. Like there for sure is not going to be another player with his combination of talent and effort and tenacity you know he he was insane you know he uh you know he is you know he's a, he's the LA equivalent of what Tim Duncan is in San Antonio but because of his nature it is expounded Mm -hmm. to so many degrees across the world Mm -hmm. and uh you know it has you know it has us talking about it you know we you know we were constantly our our spurs were going up against
1: him Mm -hmm. constantly yeah a couple of people who despised him for the majority of their fandom like and and yeah and and yeah you even we were you name it
0: you name it it was you know when he lost to the Pistons after the Derek Fisher shot, Mm -hmm. whenever, uh, whenever they had to strip down the team after Shaq got traded, you know, when it was, uh, whenever, you know, the Spurs beat him in the year that the Dwight Howard experiment didn't work. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I loved it all. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think it was, you know, because of how good he was and how threatening the Lakers were at that time that elicited that much of a response out of me because, you know, he he was in the way, (laughs) you know, the Spurs the Spurs would have had a much better decade if it wasn't for Kobe and they already had an amazing one at that probably the best one.
1: Yeah, and and it's, uh, and it's a mutual respect. Like I, I don't know if you saw the the interview that he did a couple weeks ago, where he said basically the same thing. Like we were in his way. It was it was such a deep, and it it's not like it happened over forty, fifty years or like a century long rivalry, like the Celtics and the Lakers. Like this was ten, fifteen years where we were just butting heads, and he was in our way, and we were in his, and. I'm sure he would be saying the same thing about one of our players if, God forbid, one of them went. Uh, he'd be in the same boat. It was just such a mutual hate, but such a respect for, damn it, like, get out of my way. Stop it. Just stop being there, you know? And and, yeah. and that's that's definitely something that that at the time you don't realize how, like, beautiful it is and how great it is to have that counterpart.
0: Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. And, you know, especially since, you know, it was in our childhood when we weren't thinking about legacy, Mm -hmm. we weren't thinking about, you know, how, you know, sports, you know, serves as a form of inspiration for us. We, you know, we just wanted the Spurs to win. Mm We were so, we were so focused on our own inspiration from San Antonio that we hated everybody who got in the way. Mm -hmm. And, you know more so than most, it was the Lakers with Kobe. Mm -hmm. And, um, I haven't even, I haven't even really been able to gather the you know, the mental capacity to, uh, go watch highlight videos of him. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe I will tonight, but I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just so weird to be watching and remember that he's not here anymore it's mm-hmm. it's it's very weird, it's very eerie and uh, you know, I'm gonna you know, these clips, these compilations that I'm gonna watch, the same things that you know, elicited such a negative response out of me are, are now you know, I I'm gonna watch it thinking you know we were kids, mm-hmm. but I just wish that there was a way that we could have better understood his legacy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as it was happening.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And and uh, another thing is like, because, yeah, it is, it's tough. It sounds weird saying it. Like, even when you're just thinking it, like, throughout the day, I know multiple times throughout this day you've thought about it, because as have I. But whenever that thought goes through my mind, like, oh shit, well, Kobe's, you know, Kobe's dead or Kobe's gone. Like, that just sounds weird. It, it's, it's not right. It, it does. I keep and I'm, and then part of me is like, why, why? Like so many people have come up with conspiracy theories for the stupidest things. Like we can't even get one little glimmer of hope that that wasn't his chopper, and because we know it was. But even just some tiny little, however dumb it may be, I just want to hear somebody doubt it. Like somebody say it's not true. Like it wasn't him, or maybe somebody survived. But but no, that's the it's so devastating that nothing it's just silent like it it's just fact that's what happened and it's it's sickening like it it is horrible and i was telling um elise because she's a spurs fan and and she's she's uh obviously everybody knows who kobe is but but she's not s- such a deep fan into sports to where she like really knew what he did or a lot of people too you know, a, a few of my friends as well and, uh, I told them, I was like, man, I'm, I'm actually like, this actually has me really fucked up. Like I'm really down about it. And, and, uh, and yeah, it's just that disbelief. Like it, it, it doesn't, doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right. And, and what makes it even worse is that, like I said earlier, like multiple people passed and it's tragic. Every one of them that passed is very tragic, but what makes it worse, what makes the Kobe thing worse for me was that Gianna was there with him. And, and that, that's just, it's just exponentially more tragic because of that. Like she had her own career that she was going to have, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And that's what I was going to mention next is cause you know, we, you know, we see these athletes as invincible until they're not. Mm-hmm. And a part of, seeing Kobe in his post-playing days was going to be, you know, what he was doing now, you know, being, you know, a ba- a, a form of a basketball ambassador. And that included seeing Gianna grow up. And, you know, who knows how good she could have been. She could have been among the best of the best. She, she could have been held in the same breath as Lisa Leslie and Diana Taurasi, and it's, it's. I think that's the thing that guts me the most about it, is that. I wish we had more to say about her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, we should have. We we should have. This conversation shouldn't have come up for decades. Like, there should have been a whole storyline um, that we'd have for, for both of them. But 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 more so, we should have had a lot, a lot more time to talk about uh, Gianna. And, uh, and yeah, you're right. I mean, that's exactly what I was thinking. Lisa Leslie, Diana Taurasi. Hell, Becky Hammond. I, I mean, I bet you she would have been an amazing coach with a dad like Kobe explaining to her every aspect of every single game. Because, you know, that's what they did when they went. Like they sat courtside, and he was telling her everything in the game, and she loved it. You could see she loved it, and mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, it's. I mean, it's. I can't. I mean, I can't even begin to think about how um, Vanessa and the three other girls. And and then another the thing is the the seven month old that they just had, Capri. That little girl is gonna grow up being one of the most loved people in the NBA community, and she'll never realize like really the magnitude of it like she she's she's gonna hear it she's gonna hear stories about how great her dad was but she's not gonna ever have really understood it i know that's you know that's a really really devastating
0: thing i mean him and vanessa were together you know since um i think pretty much since he got into the nba Mm -hmm. um they had four kids together, Capri, like you mentioned, and, uh, two other daughters named Natalia and Bianca, and, uh, God, I, I can't even begin to imagine, you know, going inside the mind of his family and what they're going through right now, losing both their father and sister her husband and daughter mm-hmm. and uh yeah I, I i don't know it's yeah it's it's uh really tragic
1: beyond words mm-hmm. yeah they uh they canceled the lakers and clippers game for tomorrow night which i think is is good
0: yeah that's yeah staple center the next time they play Is gonna be fucking roaring, and you know, I I, in because of that, I wish they hadn't canceled the game. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I understand why, Mm -hmm. but uh, uh, this is going to be, you know, this is gonna be the thing talked about for the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. You know, it it'll it may even overshadow. Who wins the championship? Unless it's the Lakers. And
1: to be honest with you, as a as a diehard Spurs fan, I I never ever in my life thought that I would say this, but I won't, I I hope the Lakers do win this year. Yeah, that would,
0: you know, that would be you know unbelievable story, mm. and you know as tragic as it is, you know there's. I don't know if there's anything that can be done to relieve the losses, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's, it's yeah, but uh it's just nice to celebrate the small wins. Mm-hmm. And in the grand scheme of things, that's what a championship this year would look like. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's 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 really tough. I don't think anybody from the Lakers organization has been very outspoken about it. I know Jerry West has spoken about it. Um, I don't think we've heard from anybody still with the team about their reactions, especially when it comes on the eve of LeBron passing him on the all-time scoring list. Mm-hmm. It's just a you know bizarre and disastrous turn of events Mm and um yeah that's i don't know it makes for it makes for the rest of the year to it's it you know it's a reminder of how small these things are in the long run Mm -hmm. and to just you know to appreciate the sport and to enjoy the humanity of it and uh yeah, just appreciate it.
1: Yep. I agree.
0: And um I think when we remember Kobe, it's I think it's also important to not pretend that he was this myth of a perfect person. Mm-hmm. He he did have a dark side to him. Most notably the sexual assault case from 2003 in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's a really sensitive subject and one that a lot of people have not addressed so far. Mm. But why I think it's important to talk about it is that his death has a completely different response and a form of grief for people who have been through similar situations like that. It's This is a time that the entire world is grieving the loss of a man who they... You know, equate to greatness. Mm-hmm. Talking about how amazing he was as a player and a person, and um, not for everybody, but for some, for sexual assault survivors. At this time, there is a feeling for some that their traumatic experiences need to be put aside to remember the good things about him. Mm-hmm. And I don't say this to to tell people how to grieve this is something that we deal with in our lives, not just our heroes, but, you know, people close to us as well. And, um, we know how to tell stories of good people and bad people, but when there's context to consider, it becomes way more difficult. And, um, it, uh, it comes down to, asking ourselves and uh what i thought a lot about yesterday was um <sighs> you know how do we honor people who did bad things mm-hmm. because we don't need to pretend that it didn't happen we all know it did mm-hmm. and there are people still praising him mm-hmm. And maybe they're doing so with the the thought in mind that you didn't want to be everything that Kobe was. Because for as much as we want to believe in the story of him and only pay attention to his accolades and dedication to the game and the inspiration he brought to many people... That's not the whole truth. That's not everything about him. Mm -hmm. Remembering Kobe is a lesson in how we want to grapple with an ugly truth that we desperately wish was never true. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, the woman on the other end of it wishes wasn't true either. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, I'll stand by the notion that Talking about it is ultimately good for his legacy because it reminds us how imperfect he is mm-hmm. and for how great he was as a player and a person. It's not that it's not a reminder that people make mistakes. It's a reminder that striving to be a better person is not just in craft or profession, but in our humanity and our boundaries and love and respect for one another. And learning to give the space to those who are hurting for other reasons, and sometimes that means that we have to strive to be even better than
1: these idols that we praise. Mm-hmm. I agree, hundred percent. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, it's it's something that that yeah, you know, we've noticed that no one no one brings it up. One person actually did, and then. Ended up in the mix of it, getting fired from the Washington Post because she ended up, you know, exposing some other people's information. Um, but you're right, yeah. It, it's we're not saying that this was some some stain-free <coughs> life. Um, but if you're somebody who believes in in redemption and in another chance and in somebody being able to correct themselves and try. Um. Then it's a it's a, yeah. You got to tell the story in its totality. I'm I'm with you on that. And uh, and and yeah. This I, I don't mean to write off any wrong that he did or any person that was hurt um, by everything back then. Uh, I just uh, yeah we 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 say it, we say it with everything. We're not ignoring any any part of the past. We're just trying to emphasize that you can try to make it better no matter who you are and no one I mean, we're not above anybody like we all do something wrong and it just depends on how we act afterwards um and and how we continue to to live or try to live or try to correct everything and um
0: you know i obviously i didn't know kobe i wasn't someone close to him but it did feel like at the time he You know, understood the significance of it and tried to be better for it. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously I can't speak for him. I can't um, think that he knew how severe it was, what he did. But um, it felt like he tried to be better after that.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I, um, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a stain on his, like, you know, it's a, it's a dark, it's, you know, it's a dark chapter in his life. But, uh, he was a grown man who made bad decisions and, um, he'll be remembered, he'll be remembered for that, just like how he'll be remembered for everything else great that he did. And for you know, how he's for, you know, how great he was as an inspiration to others and how you know, it seemed like how dedicated he was to being a better person Mm -hmm. and husband and father after that. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Man, I'm wiped.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's and this is obviously something that's, that'll come up again. We'll talk, we'll talk about it again in another episode where we talk basketball and then we get to talking about legacies. And, and he's going to come up. There's not a day where you talk about basketball where there's a conversation about the game that goes on from here on out that he won't come up. He will always come up just like Jordan and just like LeBron's going to, just like the greats before him do. um um yeah and, and and it's you know it's tough that's that's but we have to address it now more than more than ever just because it's so fresh and it's so and we kind of part of it is almost therapeutic just trying to like help ourselves come to the realization that, that yeah you know that that part of all of our lives cuz if you're a sports fan he was a part of your life like that part of our all of our lives is is over
0: mhm and so, yeah, I agree. This is not at all the end of the conversation about Kobe. If anything, it'll it's going to be even stronger now than it was prior to this. And, you know, prior to this accident, it was still very much alive in the NBA community. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I expect the rest of this season for the NBA to make it some sort of tribute to him. We have the we know we have the hall of fame class enshrinement coming up over the summer and um yeah this is something that it it changes basketball there's no way around it it really does mm-hmm. I
1: agree um Let's see you got you got any more yeah just real quickly bef- before we go um Something that comes up a lot and that really I thought about a lot this morning. Um, you know, us as, as humans and, and especially as fans of competition, sports fans, we tend to always resort to comparing the careers and the skill sets of people. We'll say that, you know, this person is good, but that person was better. They played in a different era and it was a different ball game. And and uh, we're always going to do that. You know, that's in our nature. Uh, But I I really, really hope that this tragedy at least halts that kind of thinking for a bit. Before we revert to arguing legacies over beers or comparing rings at a cookout, um, we should all just try and go as long as we can by just admiring the game. Admire that that LeBron is still going at this age. Admire that Giannis can literally play any position on the court and wind up on an all-star roster Admire MJ's rings and the Spurs ballet with the basketball, the Stephen Clay's infinite range, and and, and Dirk's unstoppable fadeaway. Like, admire it all. Admire the game and admire the people that contribute to its greatness because truly, truly we never know when it's the last time that we're going to be able to take it in. Yeah, I completely agree. I think this
0: – this really is a reminder of how short life is and how much we should just appreciate it, appreciate it for what it is. And, um, Um and if you don't have much more to say, we can wrap it up here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's it uh, for me.
0: And, um, so before we go, um, I just, um, I wanna um read off everybody who was involved John Altabelli, Carrie Altabelli, Alyssa Altabelli, Christina Mauser, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, Ara Zabian. And of course, Kobe and Gianna Bryant.
1: And so, just keep those families, those names, and everybody, everybody attached to that in your thoughts, if you can, guys. And uh, there's a struggle that we're all facing, and it, and it's it pales in comparison to the struggle that their families are facing right now.
0: and so i'm sure like hector said we'll revisit this again sometime soon but um i think that just about does it for me and uh we'll get back to the regular agenda next episode
1: yeah i'm sure if um uh, if kobe were around he would want to be talking about competition so uh that's what we'll try to do uh, in the next couple of days for you guys we've got a lot of games coming up and uh Super Bowl, obviously, coming up on Sunday. Um, So we will obviously not stop thinking about all this, um, but we'll try to uh, bring you a lighter episode next time.
0: All right, so thank you all again for listening to Double Shot. We'll see you again soon.